thought that's interesting so it'd be nice to get a bit more splashes so I I went to the uh, to the toilet <laughs> and flush. I don't, I'm not sure I want to <laughs> no sorry can we start that one <laughs> sorry can we start that one again <laughs> no no we'll keep it no we'll definitely keep it that in <laughs> Today I have with me a photographer who specialises in a type of photography which is really quite unique. It's quite beautiful to look at. And I want to introduce Helen Davis. Hello. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Not come too far today, have you? No, no, no. Just just down the road at Odium. Odium, yep. so what's that, four or five miles, something like that? Yeah. Not that. too far away, yeah. is it? And your speciality, your photography style is called creative tabletop photography does well, that i suppose it's uh, yeah so it's comes from my kitchen table yes kitchen t- <laughs> so it's transferred from tabletop to kitchen table yeah. so it's creative kitchen tabletop yeah, kitchen photography top, yeah, yeah okay <laughs> so in addition to this podcast um i've also um prepared um a blog on on the photography teacher which is my blog you can access it from the website and on there you'll be able to see samples of some of Helen's work. And, well, how would you describe it, Helen? Um, well, I sort of do like, I like sort of liquidy things. So, like, so I've got some, like, water drop sort of uh, splashes um, and uh, paint paint splashes, like, with different multicoloured paints all splashing together. Um, and do you love playing with sparklers and oh, yes, yes, alcohol yes, or, or is it just the alcohol oh the alcohol is quite handy <laughs> <laughs> gives you something to do while you're playing about <laughs> yeah no I like I sort of try um, different sort of liquids because each liquid's got different sort of like you know they, like some are more viscous than others and they they have different effects so it's a good like, word viscosity isn't it is it? isn't it yeah. it's not a word we get to utter very often <laughs> no that's true isn't it so but viscosity viscosity yeah, yes I'm gonna... <laughs> is that quite a few... <laughs> I think that's going to be the word of the week <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um... so you like photographing unusual things on the tabletop where you control them but create Stunning images, really, of colour and light. That's probably that's, a good description, well, isn't thank it? Thank you. That's very kind of you. Yes, that, yeah, that's what I was trying, hoping to achieve. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we are going to explore this in some depth. Mm. Um, but wouldn't it be, I think, it'd be really nice if people could just hear a little bit about how you got involved in this and, and your journey as a photographer to where you are now. So mm. go back to the very beginning. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, well, I didn't, I only ever had like a little snappy you know cheapy camera to sort of snap the kids and things like that and uh, I was uh, out in the garden one day and there was all these little butterflies flying around I thought well I'll get my husband's camera because he had a DSLR so I thought and I could only use it on auto so I was sort of taking pictures and I thought it'd be really nice to learn to use this sort of man you know properly yeah you know so um so I enrolled in the uh, Adult Education Centre over in Farnham at, uh, for a, a beginner's photography course. And that was about, uh, I think that was 2016, like the end of 2016. Um, so I did the beginner's course. How long did that last? And it was uh, 10 weeks, sort of uh, 10 weeks, you know. Once a week. Once a week, yeah. So. And that um, taught you the basics of photography? Yeah, sort of all, you know, from right from the beginning, ISO and shutter speed and aperture and everything. Right. So, and then I really enjoyed it. I thought that's uh, really interesting. Um, so then I went on and did the improvers course as well so, for another 10 weeks. So 
went into more depth and everything, which was good. So you had a so. rapid progress in your photography from, from zero to wherever it was yeah, in just, 20 weeks. Yeah, and I just found I really enjoyed it. I just thought I was, um, you know, just something, something I've never really done it before. So sort of not sort of like so in depth, you know, apart from a snap. You know, so I thought, okay, hmm. this is good. So yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm I'm totally agreeing with you with this because obviously we run our own workshops. Yeah. <laughs> we totally support the fact that people should go through proper training yeah. in the same way they would if they were learning watercolor yeah. or to play a guitar. So well, you did the right thing. Yeah. Now, how did you get involved in photographing things on your kitchen table? Okay. Well, then I one of our um, uh, homeworks was to do shutter to a shutter speed. So we had to do one slow shutter speed photo and high, you know, fast shutter speed. So um, I went, um, came home and I was thinking, what could I take a picture of sort of fast shutter speed? So I got, I sort of ran the tap and sort of uh, put, it, uh, put it on a really fast shutter speed and sort of... Uh, water out the, the tap. Water out the tap and uh, thought, that's really interesting. You've got all the droplets and everything and they were all frozen. I thought, well, you can't really see that, can you? So, um, right. So uh, I thought that's interesting. So thought, it'd be nice to get a bit more splashes. So I, I went to the, uh, to the toilet. <laughs> and, and I don't. I'm not sure. I want to... <laughs> no, sorry. Can we start that one? <laughs> sorry. Can we start that one again? No, no. We'll keep it. No, we're definitely keeping that in. <laughs> oh, not your microphone. There we go. So, you... so I went into the into the toilet. Into the bathroom. Into the bathroom. Into the bathroom. Not into the toilet. No, no. That could suggest something else. We, it could. This it? is a family show. Sorry. <laughs> so, I, so I flashed the toilet and took a photo of it, and it was just really interesting with all the all the little drops and like splashes, and I just thought, yes. awesome. so I wonder if you could do that sort of um, a bit more controlled, you know? So, so I got um, my son's guitar stand. And, uh, oh, of course, yes. And, uh, which which hooks? Which, you can hook things in the top. Yeah. yeah. So I hooked a bag over the top and put a hole in the bag, and then I had a little bowl of water underneath for the water to drip in, and then I sort of uh, tried to sort of uh, um, take photos of it as it was getting into the water. And, and, and uh, how successful was that? Not very. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get one, and uh, <laughs> and I was really pleased with it. It was, um, and so I entered. I used that one. It's um, my fast shutter speed sort of photo. And uh, I've actually got like a little drop with a with a little daffodil. I put a little daffodil at the back to reflect. Oh, so like a capture right, okay. reflection of the daffodil. So, so that was like my first. So I thought we were going to have a really interesting story about your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, gonna, I was dying to make the joke about you getting it all right and then you were flush with success. Dad jokes, yeah. right? Anyway, so um, that yeah. aside, so you yeah. you rigged up this this thing where you're dripping water into a bowl, yeah. and were you just capturing it with natural light, or were you using flash at the stage? Um, I think I did put a little flash. I only had like one speed light at that time, so I think and it that was, was attached to the camera, I suppose, was it? Uh, I think it was a flash on the camera because it had a it had a seventy seven D then, so it had a pop up one at that time. So, so, so. very primitive beginnings. Mm -hmm. And how did this progress? Um, well, I, I was sort of, I thought, I, I found it really fascinating. I thought, I wonder if anybody does any, like, workshops or anything on it. And uh, so I had a look online and there was a chap down in Ringwood that does sort of water drop photography. And I thought, sort of workshop. So I thought, that might be interesting. So I went down and uh, he had um, a little set up of a, a splash art water photography kit. 
um, which is basically like a little reservoir sort of um, with a solenoid and a, um, a controller that you can plug into the camera and you can control all the drops, the size of the drops and the speed and the and how many drops you've got. We'll post um, a link to this on the show notes below, but I've seen this machine. It looks really complicated. There's all these dials. What do the dials do? Well, there's sort of one one dial that you can control when you want the camera to fire. So whether you want... It's sort of a... It's very sensitive, so you can, like, have it just as the drop's hitting the water or yeah. before it hits the water, or you can wait until it comes... Back up. Sort of back up and sort of... A, it goes all the way through, you know, until it's into a nice little... Um, sort of splash with like little fingers on the end. Yeah, think. yeah. So, so you can control at what point the camera's fired. Can you control the speed at which the drops come out of the yes, reservoir? Yes, you can. So you've got one one little uh, dial with the with the first drop, and uh, and then you control how big it is. And then you've got uh, another one to if you want a second drop. So you can have one drop coming and then another drop, sort of next to it. And then you can control how how far between each drop. So could you have one uh, drop hitting, the second drop hitting the first drop for yeah. a double splash? Yeah. It is it is very, uh, it's incredibly sensitive. Yeah. Even like the air in the room, you know, uh, can make a difference. I was doing it with a friend of mine and uh, her dog was walking up and down. And every time the dog was walking up, the water drops. Uh, <laughs> so you can see them like... All, all moving, over the place. Yeah, <laughs> so just, uh, like just the air, because obviously they're, they're incredibly small, and they're, yeah. you know, so... Um, Okay, yeah. so did you go out straight away and buy one of these machines? Yes, after I that? did, because I thought it was, uh, you know, quite a fun thing to do. Okay, so yeah. here's, the, here's the question. Um, before you bought the machine, you probably would having to take lots of shots to yes. get one. Yes, yes. It was 100, very, 200? Oh, uh, probably more than that, really. Really? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's very... Because um, they're like milliseconds, sort of, when they drop to go in the water. So you really haven't got much time. If you see it dropping, then but if you think, oh, I'm going to push the camera, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so, you... so it really is you're watching that drip come out of the, the balloon or the whatever is above where the water's yeah. stored. You've got to make a judgment when to press the yeah. camera shutter button. Yeah. If and you... it's hit and miss, isn't it? Oh, very, very much so, yeah. It's, it is quite, it's very tricky. So, I yeah. have had horror stories from other... I know other people who've tried it as, like, a one-off, not got into it like you, yeah. and and they report, yes, I take 150 pictures and I only got one. I'm thinking, that sounds That's about right quite to good. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but with yeah. this machine... Oh, it really... I mean, it does. It's, it's, uh, How many shots do you reckon you have to take to get well, a Well, once one? you've sort of... Um, started getting a drop and you know where it's because you can focus i mean the focus is obviously the the half the hard part as well not the hard part but once you've got the focus then you could lock yeah. it and then you know where the drop's going to land so that's your you know that's the first part and then uh, so when you're talking about the focus there for a second it's just yeah. occurred to me that the depth of field must be quite crucial yes what do you what do you what sort of lenses are you using and what sort of apertures are you yeah. shooting i was at? using my um Macro, my 100mm macro lens, 2.8. So so you're working with a Canon, yeah. Yeah. And and then I need to shut a really small aperture, um, usually about f16, something like that. I might go up and down a bit depending on how they come out, just to to try and get everything in focus. Otherwise, you've got got lovely drop and all the little droplets on the end of out of focus, which don't look very nice. So, Depth yeah. of field when you're close is is very, very tightly. So I can imagine yeah. it being um, 
the, the, the control needs to be absolutely bang on. Yeah. Are there any little tricks for focusing? Do you... Well, what I do is um, I sort of look, I have the drop coming down and then I just mark, sort of uh, have a little something where I, where I can see it land. Yeah. Sort of, uh, and then, you know, I put something in the water or something so I can know it's exactly there and then I focus... Actually, a nail up upside down nails quite good. Oh, yes, you can that put that upside sense. down. That and then, sticks out of the water. Yeah, and then you can focus on there. Yeah, and then take it out and put it into manual focus, so it's locked. And then, so once you focused yeah. with the autofocus on the lens, you switch that autofocus off, so the, the it's locked manually and can't yeah. change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know exactly where it's going to land, and then hopefully once you start um, dropping, you everything will be in focus then. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. So. And are you shooting with manual flash or TTL? I usually manual. Manual. Yeah. yeah you know, a... flash terrifies so many photographers. Yes, I know. It's a... <laughs> we, we have this thing called uh, Viewfinder, um, mm -hmm. which is usually run once a month, and it's a free workshop just for a couple of hours, and it's for, it's for students. Sorry, it's not for students. It's for photographers we've never seen before. Mm. So we can ask a lot of questions about their photography, and they ask us about stuff they can't understand or photography. Mm. So they might have issues with... I don't know, with focusing or exposure or the camera's got some problems and they throw the questions at us or me <laughs> and I answer their questions and in return I'll find out about what things they're interested in so we can build that into our workshops. Yeah. And one of the questions we ask is um, what's, what elements of photography, what parts of photography do you tend to steer clear of? And always at the top of the list is flash. Yeah. So I'm dead impressed that you've you're shooting in manual. And, of course, you've gone from a pop-up flash on your old Canon 77D, was yeah. it? Um, to now shooting off-camera. Yeah. yeah, I've got a 5D Mark IV now. So. 5D Mark IV. Mm. And the flashes you're using, you're controlling from a transmitter now on top of that camera. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So we've had this conversation before. You've got about three or four flashes you're shooting now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've got sort of different. I've got so sort of quite a few speed lights, which I was was using when I, you know, doing the water drops and things. And now I've just bought um, a really high speed Pixar Pro Storm Two, which flash duration goes down to about twenty nine thousandths of a second wow. or something. So wow. I'm just sort of uh, getting it, sort of learning how to use that. So that there's some quite impressive uh, photos. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, lo I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing your work. Yeah. For those of you who've not come across Pixar Pro, Pixar Pro is the UK trade name for Godox flashes, which are, of course they're all made in China. And Godox have got a, a, a tremendous history of flash manufacturing. And in fact, they, they manufacture Bowen's studio lights. So um, highly trusted and highly respected in, in the industry. Uh, I, I have Godox. I've got four speed lights and I've got something which Godox calls the AD200. I wonder if it's similar to yours. It's quite a big chunky mm. flash and it's about three times the power of a, of a normal flash. So for me it's quite useful to have that flexibility. Mm. Okay, that's brilliant. Mm. This equipment you're now using, what's the name of it? Do you recall? Well, the Splash Art Water Photography Kit. That's the one, yeah. the Splash Art Photography Kit. So does it restrict you to just using water? Because I notice that some of your stuff is yeah. coloured. No, How does I, that work? I use um, paint as well. I put a sheet of perspex, black perspex, and then I get some little drops of paint, um, sort of drop different multicolours sort of underneath, and oh. then where the drop's going to land. Oh, right. So I have a little drop in the um, reservoir, and then it drops into it, and then you get these lovely crowns and 
things with over got like little fingers of paint sort of mixing to colors mixed together the colors are spectacular absolutely you have to see these um listeners can't call them viewers the listeners aren't yeah. they yes <laughs> you listening to this now yes <laughs> Yeah, you have to see the photo. So do log on to the blog. Uh, again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, so I'm just trying to get my head around what this thing looks like that you're, you're doing. You've got this acrylic base, which is... Did you say it was black? Black, yeah. And then you get, like, a nice reflection of the drop. And, of the... and is, you just put a drop of paint on on top of that. It's not yeah. inside a dish as no, well. No, no, I don't put, put any water on the bottom. It's just onto the straight onto the perspex. Uh, and then um, you say, yeah, I just get a few different colours. Yeah, just sort of. Do you know? I assumed everything you did was dripping into water. No, it's no, not. No, no, not the water. That's a revelation for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've got this acrylic base. You put a little bit of coloured paint on acrylic paint, and then you're dropping another coloured dripping uh, acrylic I tend paint to use, on top. Um, I, I use milk quite a bit in the top, or sometimes I use xanthan gum, which is a bit makes the liquid a bit thicker and heavier is it a better yeah. viscosity <laughs> <laughs> it could well be <laughs> yeah no it just makes it it makes because uh, water when it's sort of drops it doesn't really hold very well it just makes the hold the, the hold the shape is just slightly longer oh, so I see. it makes it that you know, makes i never so, occurred to me that would yeah. be useful so that you sort of mix that up and it's obviously a bit trial and error because if you put it in too thick it's it's all gloopy and doesn't look you, you don't get nice little fingers or nice little drops from it but and uh, and some of the fingers that you're talking about and, and particularly in the more in recent weeks and months so as, as obviously you've progressed over the years i'm seeing some of the stuff now is truly how on earth does she do that and because <laughs> some of it once you look at it, you realize you're looking at reflections of itself yeah which is very clever. Mm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Have you always been creative right from school days? No, I wouldn't say I was. Uh, I always wanted to be. All my family are really good artists and they love drawing and that, but I couldn't, you know, I can't draw a pair of curtains. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it may be that you fall into the category that so many people do that I come across where mm. they haven't quite discovered their creative side they've always wanted one but it's not until they pick up a camera that yeah. they discover it and unlike so many other art forms of course photography is so accessible mm. isn't it yes. you could be creative very easily yeah if you wanted to, to learn watercolors you do have to put in a lot of practice and effort and time to develop the skills or play the guitar or, yeah. or dance or whatever but in theory if you've got a good eye mm. you can just pick up a camera and off you go yeah you, you need to learn the basics once you realise you've got a good eye because one of the problems, of course, is um, most people take those earliest photos on auto. Yes. And, and then you look back on them and think, oh, God, they look awful. <laughs> <laughs> I look back through my Flickr, Flickr page and I think, God, they're awful. <laughs> I, I thought I'd leave them on there because it's quite, actually quite a good little history to go back through everything. That's, that's very brave and, of you. Uh, <laughs> I know, it is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> no one ever sees them, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> this is a discussion I often yeah. have because yeah. <laughs> um, when, you, when you're first learning guitar, I was going to say guitar, when you're first learning photography, you take a really nice pitch on occasion and you feel very proud of yourself. But because you don't know how it was taken, because you don't understand photography, you can't replicate it. Yeah. And the good pictures are just good luck. 
Mm. Whereas once you've learnt how to take pictures properly, you can just go back and replicate the principle. Exactly what you're doing now, because you've been doing it so often, you know what makes a good image mm. because of your constant practice. Okay, okay. Um, what I'm particularly interested in is this experience you had with the magazine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about this. All right, well, um, I... Sort of um, when I first when I started doing the water drops, I I, I get the uh, Canon Photo Plus magazine, and uh, they have like an uh, apprentice feature where they work apprentice, you know, where you work with a photographer, um, a pro photographer. So um, I thought, well, I'll just email them to see whether they did anything to do with, like water drops or anything, and uh, they emailed me straight back and said, well, we we're actually thinking about doing that for a sort of liquid one for our next. Um, Article, would you like to do it? So, oh, as quick as that, it was really quick. I mean, I, it was the same evening. I emailed her in the evening and she emailed me straight back. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so I so, so, yes, please. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they um, she said we were doing it with um, David Lund, who does the um, all the uh, like the um, uh, the Bailey's advert, you know, and the, with the swirling cream and things oh. on the you see at the bus stops. Does stuff. he do the Guinness one as well? Yes, yeah, so, gosh. Um, I know, yeah, he's uh, yeah, and, and the castrol um, oil one, I think he's done Oh, that. Yeah, 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 classic, yeah, yes. So, so anyway, we went up to Hull to his uh, house up there and he's got a studio, so we had a session in there. Doing uh, lots of how different long were you there for? I was just, we just did it for the day, yeah, so I was up there for two days. What an amazing yeah, experience. But it was really good and he was so nice, he was so helpful. Yeah, he's kept in contact, I can e email him and he'll... Email me back and help me back with something, and I've sent him photos, and he's sort of sent me an idea on how I can improve it, and uh, sort of uh, ah. suggest sort of other things. You know. And you were so, you were heavily featured in the magazine, weren't you? I know I had about ten pages. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> quite, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's it so quite, impressive. Uh, but the experience uh, must have been. Oh, it was. I mean, he was yeah, he was sort of showing me all the lighting and everything, and the, you know how you. I mean, obviously he had like all these really expensive bronze colour sort of lighting and everything, yeah. which uh, you know, which is way out of my price range. But you know, it's the the whole experience was uh, really good. Would you uh, say this is a particular style of photography which is accessible price wise to a lot of people, or, or do you think there are elements of it which just make it a little bit prohibitive? What the water drops? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can. You, you know, obviously, you can do them on your own, you know, just with a, with a bag, but it, obviously you can go through a lot more photos. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, what, this, the, um, the machine? Yeah, the Splash Art Kit. The Splash Art Kit. What would that cost? It's about £179, £80, I think. £180. Yeah. It's not yeah. outrageous, Well, no, I mean, how much do you pay for cameras? You know? Yeah, well, <laughs> these days, gosh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to talk... Yeah, don't no, get me I on know, that. I know, <laughs> so, yeah... No, but it, uh, it it comes up with some nice results. It depends what you're interested in, really, yeah. isn't it? But, yeah. And and it's it's a really good form of photography if you're one of those people who doesn't like photographing people. Mm. So I've been photographing people from the age of fourteen, yeah. and I don't have a problem. But I do meet lots of photographers who get nervous photographing yeah, people. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm sort of. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to do more of it, but uh, yeah, it's all telling them how to, what yeah, to do, what, yeah. where to stand there. You know, yeah, they all sort of stand there, not knowing what you know. You've got to know how to direct people, and it, it can take, be nerve wracking working with people. Them, yeah, and put them at their ease and everything, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. so this is a type of photography for someone who could just work in their kitchen or their kitchen anywhere table, else. Yeah, kitchen table, in yeah. their own time, yeah. there's no pressure. Nobody's yeah. watching you. You can just take your time and just 
grow your creative yeah. skill set yeah, in the slow or as quick a pace that you... Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, so do you enjoy photographing anything else apart from... Um, I, I, I take my camera. I like doing, like, uh, macro sort of insects yeah. and animals, you know, and flowers and stuff. So like it all that. falls in the same kind of category. Yeah, it probably is, actually, isn't it? Because not yeah. all your images are water droplets, and I kind no. of alluded to this at no. the beginning. So yeah. I've seen light bulbs and sparklers yes, yes. and so stuff like that. So anything I can do on my kitchen table, I'll have a go at. Yeah, so the sparkler was, um, it was just um, a, a, bul- a light bulb sort of stuck on a bit of blue tack. And, and then I had um, a... Uh, a cake sparkler, you know, the one you put in a birthday cake. Oh, right, okay. And uh, put that sort of uh, in a bit of blue tack behind. And then uh, I had um, a sheet, I think that was on a, a black glass, you know, just the, the worktops. So do you go to the DIY places with your husband and walk out with I, strange I, bits I, of plastic I, I, I and reflective? Like stupid stuff, I know. <laughs> Why have I just bought that? Yeah, I used to sort of see things, oh, that looks interesting, aren't I? Yeah. So I've just, so, I've just occurred to me, yeah. you must be an interesting person to go shopping with. <laughs> I know. I'm always looking at things and thinking, oh, I could use that, you know, that'd be quite useful. Then What's I'm... the most ridiculous or embarrassing or funny thing you've bought while out? Just, I mean, either with your husband or on your own. <laughs> have to think about that. Oh, maybe, maybe there isn't, in which case I'll... <laughs> I'm just trying to think. <laughs> what have I got that I which silly? Um... It might be there isn't. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're silly, you see. So. <laughs> <laughs> My husband might look at me and think, oh, yeah. I don't have you got like a storeroom with all these things? I've got a cupboard, yeah. I yeah. have my little uh, cope cupboard that. Um, right, so you If I go through my cupboard, I have to. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued. And as a husband. Yes. Okay, <laughs> as a husband, I would be delighted if my wife. Mm. had a, a passion like you... I mean, she does, but I'm, I'm, as a hu- husbands should be happy for their wives or wives mm. happy for their husbands when they've got an interest and a passion. Mm. Um, does he ever look at you in a strange way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does walk in the kitchen. So <laughs> you can see, like... <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I bought, like, needles and syringes as well. You know, needles and syringes? For, oh. Pack for needles and syringes, because they're quite useful for, you know, dropping... Uh, small uh, amounts. Small amounts of liquid and yeah. things. So, yeah, I've got quite a lot of those. And then, so and, your um, husband was the photographer... You borrowed his camera, and yeah. now you've got a camera which was... Uh, I don't know whether he's updated his camera, but you could be shooting with a camera far better than his and producing... Well, he's got s- my old 77D now. Yeah, OK. <laughs> so here we go. This is where male pride has to take a back seat. So you loan your camera to your wife. She ends up specialising in a, in a style of photography which is relatively unique and is making a name for herself. And she's got a new camera, which is way better than his. <laughs> How do you feel about this? <laughs> he doesn't really say much. <laughs> He's busy crying in the corner. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is very good, actually. Oh, he does, he does sort of put up with it. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's> a... <laughs> it, But it is true, isn't it, when one person in the family has a particular creative passion and the other person isn't quite there... Um, I know with my first marriage, um, if I go out somewhere with my camera, uh, and I can imagine there are a lot of photographers listening to this who can relate to this story, 
where you keep stopping to photograph things yes. and your spouse or your and partner. And you can see them tapping their foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you finished it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course the ultimate one at home is you're working in Lightroom or Photoshop and you're working on a photograph and you get a call from the kitchen and it's, darling, your dinner's on the table. And you're thinking, yeah, I'll be right there. Three hours later, yes. they're still <laughs> on the computer and you go indoors, dinner's in the bin or it's black. <laughs> Not talking to you. It, you can get sucked into this hobby, can't you? Mm, yes, you can, can't you? But you sort of... Because um, I use the kitchen table and, uh, you know, uh, and then, of course, I have to clear it all off and get dinner ready, so... <laughs> it's bizarre! <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, there was... I think there was one photo I've got in there with the oil and the spoons. I sort of... I had about half an hour before I had to get dinner ready, so I, I thought, oh, I'll just try setting that up and seeing that would work. Oh, we've got to talk about so, the oil and the spoons. Yeah, so yeah. I contacted you on this when I saw you <laughs> yeah. post this on social media because it was stunning. Picture the scene, white backdrop, a series of, I don't know, four or five spoons. Three coming, spoons, actually. Was it three? Yeah. There you go. See, already I'm, I, I remember it a different way. <laughs> got three spoons coming in from the left and the right and a liquid which looks like Castrol GTX, but it's probably... It's oil. Just it is oil. Just, yeah, cooking it is oil. oil. Yeah. It's cooking oil. Yeah. OK. And it's coming from above, dripping on the first spoon, comes out of that spoon, drips onto the next, comes out of that spoon, drips onto the next, and presumably drips somewhere else. But it is... It, it is cl I mean, if Apple were designed to photograph, this is what it would look like. It was beautifully clean, minimalist. It, it was flawless... And I had to. I, I posted a message to you saying, "How on earth did you get that?" <laughs> and then you told me. Yeah, Here we go. So, Here's the story, guys. Listen to this. Yeah. So I basically got some tins of four pack of beer. Beer. And, uh, <laughs> and I sent you the photographs, didn't I? Actually, so I had two packs of uh, uh, beer and then some books, and I sort of wedged the spoons between the books and the beer, and uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> basically just held, sort of uh, lined it, tried to line it up so when I poured it, it they went from one to the other in a nice sort of uh, line and then sort of pushed, pushed the camera and sort of took loads of pictures of it <laughs> when it was pouring so I did that and then I had to clear the table off and get dinner <laughs> <laughs> and when I looked at them, I thought, oh, that looks all right, actually, that picture, doesn't it? <laughs> Honestly, guys, if you're listening to this, when you look at this photo, and now you know that it's held in, the, the spoons are held in place with books and beer cans, you would never, never believe it in a million years. It's a lovely story. It really is. OK, let's, let's just... just just try a different track here. What sort of photography has never interested you or perhaps terrifies you? A wedding, definitely. I wouldn't do a wedding. You've never done a no, wedding? No, no. It's too much pressure. Yeah, I can understand that. It's a bit sort of a, you know, you know, you can't really say, well, can you go back and do that one again, can you? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't you couldn't really do it on a kitchen table, could no, you? No, you can't. No, you so I don't suppose they'd, that would work too well, would it? I think weddings terrify <laughs> A lot of people, yeah, actually. I can imagine why, yeah. <laughs> and, and it is the stress, because you, you're fully aware that, from the bride and groom's point of view in particular, if you get it wrong, mm. it's a it's and, a baddie. Yeah, and you can't, you know, you, well, it's not good for your reputation, is it, no, to start it, with, is it? it's not. Like, yeah. OK. Mm -hmm. Do you have any particular ambition with what you're doing? Do you want to take it anywhere? Where do you want to go with it? Or are you just happy to I just... I don't know. At the moment, I'm really happy just learning. I mean, I'm learning such a lot, the photography part of it, and also the, like, the, 
like, you know, the processing of everything. And, and the like, composition like, and so on. And because co- yeah, composition. Uh, and you see, for someone who says in their younger years was never particularly creative, I can't believe it because compositionally your images are really... I mean, the only reason you're here is because your pictures are really bloody good. It's as simple <laughs> yeah, as that. Let's not be nice they're, they, they're extraordinary. Yeah. And you can't not look at them and mm. think, wow. Mm. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> you have a creative eye. And, um, you know, photographers tend to come with it. They're either left brain or right brain. The left brain, they're, they're very technical. The right brain, they're very creative. The right brain, which is where you are, you just see... You just see a good composition. You see a good mix of where things are placed in the in the shot, getting the colours right. It just looks great. You just your eyes. You don't have to think about it. Your eyes are naturally good at seeing something which is attractive. If you were a left brainer, you wouldn't know how the camera functions. I could functions. do a bit of left brain sometimes, though, because the technical side of stuff, like sometimes, completely floors me. Well, that is, you, see, you <laughs> could do sitting there ages trying to work a, you know, could sort of set something up, and it was like. <laughs> well, believe me, you definitely got the right end yeah. of this because yeah. having a creative eye, it's much easier to learn the technical stuff. Mm. If you're a technical person. It's actually a lot yeah, harder great. to develop the creative eye. It is you seriously have to put in time mm. and effort to to see the way that people like you see naturally. Mm. And what you've got is a gift. And if you are a photographer and you can see things, and composition just comes natural, you are in a very good place. Yes, well, thank you. That's what did you say? No, it wasn't about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think people in general, yeah. if you can see, yeah. if, you, if you have that skill of seeing composition and and putting form and color and pattern and reflections and repetition and so on, if you can if you can work with that naturally without thinking twice, you are in a good place mm. and you have that skill. You do have the skill. Um, much easier to teach you the technical side, mm. but the eye around is hard. Mm. So. Um, you may not have felt you when you were younger you had the creative ability, but obviously it was in there. It was the latent creative side was I'm there. I'm a late developer. <laughs> it was waiting to develop, waiting to be developed. Mm. Um, where can people see your work? Um, well, I got a Facebook page, Helen Davies Photography. Okay, we'll um, put a link to that. I've got a, fl- a Flickr page as well. I put stuff on there. Okay, we'll um, put a link to that as well. That's yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, and people, I guess, you can contact you yeah, through there if they've right. got any questions yeah, and so happy on. Yeah, to do that, yeah. All right, that's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Where do you get your ideas from? Um, I, I, well, I look at other photographers' sort of things and think, how could I do that? You know, I sort of see that, like the oily one, I saw somebody do something, you know, I thought, the oil and the spoons, I thought that might be quite an interesting one to try. So other photographers do inspire yeah, I look you? At other, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, any particular ones or...? I like David Lund's work. He just does some good stuff, yeah. you know, especially with the water splash, watery, the paint sort of splashes he does. That would be nice to be able to do a bit more of uh, paint hurling and stuff. Paint <laughs> so, hurling. Oh, well, because he throws, he throws paint at people, yes, he, doesn't he? he well, like, yeah, he, he invited me up to the photography show to help him on the, on That's the stage. That's right. I remember yeah. you telling me yeah. this. Tell us this yeah. one. Go on. Well, he invited me to because he was had a he was doing his working at the photography show. He they was asked him to do a demonstration. He asked me if I could go and help him, 
So we, we went up on stage in front of a big crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had a chap sort of standing there and uh, he'd, he'd got, had these um, little barrels of paint, um, sort of different coloured paint, and then he, he, sort of, he had a little system he'd rigged up to sort of blast the paint at this chap's face. So, uh, oh, um, my goodness. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> this poor chap's standing there and he's blasting this paint at his face, and then uh, we had to sort of have to go in and help him sort of re- refill all the uh, paint pots so he could do it again. <laughs> And it was so slippery. Because I, <laughs> I was imagine. on the floor with like bare feet, but it was so slippery. And, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was great fun. And this chap was being, you know, he was, I don't know how he did it because he was just, you know, his, his face was completely covered in paint. <laughs> it was only kids' paint, it wasn't anything yeah, sort of nasty. Yeah. But, um, Isn't yeah. it interesting so it how you started? Photographing a few drips of water splashing know, in a it's bowl. Sort of, it's and been then, a good journey, actually. Yeah, yeah you, you, you've mm. been really blessed. Mm. But um, you've blessed a lot of people with mm. your images. Mm. Helen, thank you so much for coming. It's been an, a pleasure and an honour to have heard your story. Thank you very much. Yeah, and thanks for writing me. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so in addition to this, we'll feature your photographs in the blog and... Uh, Anyone wants to contact you, yeah, they yeah, can. Yeah, that's fine, yeah, that's good. Lovely. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you, thank you. Talk Talk is sponsored by the Hampshire School of Photography. We have a training centre in Hampshire, which is in southern England, and you're welcome to visit our website, which is gohsp.com, and look at all the different workshops we run there for photography, from single one-day courses through to one-year courses, master classes, inner circles, private mentoring, and so on. And, of course, there are courses on Photoshop and Lightroom. My name is Kevin Aronson, I'm a professional photographer and I've been behind the camera now for about 52-53 years. I run an online blog called The Photography Teacher, which contains tips, techniques and video tutorials to help you with your photography and editing skills. So, when you combine the training centre, the blog and this podcast, I'm hoping there's enough material out there to help you grow your photography to where you want it to be. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Talk Talk. I look forward to you joining me again at the next one.